Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am an actor, a writer, a stand-up, a shelf, and I love films. As William James once said, Believe that life is worth living and your belief will help create the fact. And if you're ever struggling with that, chuck on Singing in the Rain, that should help. Wise words. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that bend the most to them. Previous guests include Ricky Gervais, Nish Kumar, Jamila Jamil, and even Bed Bambles. But this week, my special guest is brilliant actor, comedian, writer, director, superstar, Mr Tony Waite. Get over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein where you get extra guest questions, you get videos of the episodes, sometimes whenever I can, you get recommendations, you get all kinds of stuff. This week I'm even putting up lists. Who doesn't love lists? And best of all, each guest tells the Patreon a secret they have never told anyone. This week's secret is a cracker. So check it out at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Last thing, get over to my Instagram at Mr. Brett Goldstein and get into my fake reality TV show, Lone Island, that I'm releasing once a week. It's thrilling. That is all the stuff bit. That's enough stuff, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Enough with the stuff. Let's get on with it. Tony Way is a brilliant actor who has a quite extraordinary body of work. We recorded this about a month before the lockdown in a simpler time and I held on to this to wait until Afterlife came out, which he is in. We hadn't really met before recording this. I think we'd met a couple of times. We'd never really talked. And he was such a lovely man. And even though this was recorded pre-lockdown, I think it will warm your heart because he's fucking great. Anyway, that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 94 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I am joined today by a writer, a director, an actor, and let's face it, a fucking movie star who has starred in two of the great films of the last 15 years. Please, welcome to the show, the brilliant Mr. Tony Way. I'm going to clap myself. Uh, 15 years is a good amount of time because you couldn't have I couldn't claimed remember 20. the exact dates. You thought, definitely uh, couldn't have claimed 20. No. <laughs> well, I think you're only t- 16 years old, so I was like, <laughs> I'm taking a guess of the year. You're in the Riot Club. Yes, I am. 
Yeah, which is playing the mugger. Yeah, which I I stayed with me that film. Good film that. Yeah, really fucked me up. I was I've never been so angry after a film. I yeah, have, I mean it's horrific. It's so I, good. I, at I making knew you angry. it was good. I'd, I'd never seen the play. The play was no, I hadn't um, seen the play. Huge, wasn't it? It mm. was. Um, I didn't do a huge part because I was the mugger. I went up for the part of the publican. Oh, so really? I knew what was going to happen in that film. Like you don't always get yeah, to see yeah, the whole yeah. film. But, and I was I was angry with them yeah. just reading it. I could just smell how horrible they were going to be. It's really good. It's really interesting. And it's um, I always uh, rate Sam Claflin for mm-hmm. that film because he is a very handsome man who is not <laughs> yes. afraid to be so unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's such a cunt in that yeah. film. Yeah. But he's a movie star. You're watching him going, you're yeah, a fucking yeah. movie star. They're brilliant actors like that. Yeah. They, they, uh, we turn out quite a lot of those in Britain. Really mm. sort of good-looking, sort of normally quite posh men who really don't mind <laughs> acting like Yeah, artists. Jude Law's one. Jude Law. And also every week on Sharp, when you just watch Sharp, they'd just be an amazingly handsome, young, straight-out-of-rada actor. Yeah. Who just was acting like an arsehole. Sharp. <laughs> I only started watching Sharp because Elizabeth Hurley was in it once. She was, was, yes, yeah. Was she, um, that was when she couldn't stop moving still when she used to act. <laughs> so you ever noticed that? Has she chilled out now? Uh, <laughs> I don't know why well, she doesn't really act as important as she had anything. But she had that weird... Like George Clooney had it with his head. Noddy head. She used to sort of wriggle her... I can't, I'm doing the impression, it's not oh, good yeah. for her. He's but wriggle her sort of shoulders and elbows about. Very odd. Every time she spoke, then she'd stop. Really? And then she'd speak again and stop moving. Like a, pop, like a marionette. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the other film we're in that I think is one of the most underrated of the well, God, I spent 15 years. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or die, get, Live, Die, Repeat. Live, Die, Repeat, I think is the better title. I know it's all you need is kill. What killed. a film. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's it? so good. So um, well written. So well put together. So well acted. You're brilliant in Tom it. Tom Cruise isn't the hero for ages, which is very rare. I think it's... Big old coward for ages. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Really the sort of the hero for. How was making that? That was a it big was old beast. Brilliant yeah. and exhausting, but it was great. It was really good. Really? But we were in. How long were you filming? Six that? months Shit. in Leavesden Studios. No so they just where the Harry Potter tour is. Mm-hmm. People, people have been to that's where it was. In the back, it was an old airfield. So there's a huge kind of back lot there. Yeah. That they just messed up. I mean, it's absolutely massive. So imagine the size of an airfield. Right. It's that. They put a load of um, containers, you know, the big sort of storage containers, yeah. all around it, three high, to fill, to make a wall around this thing. It must have been ten football pitches, at least. Yeah. And then they hung green screen off the inside of that. So you're in a basically a studio, but outside. And then wow. just sort of tracked it up the dirt and turned it into the, the beaches. Uh, uh, yeah, it was mental. Love that. And then all of the... Ins- I, mean, was, I think the studio had just been reopened, so we had the whole complex to ourselves. Were there things you had to wear? The suit's really, really heavy. Yeah, the suit was... Uh, my one that I wear, yeah. and Jonas Armstrong's one, we yeah. wore a thing that was called a tank suit. So it had a big gun on the shoulder and, a, yeah. and a, like, all the, like a tortoise shell. That was... At its worst, it's full, full working gun, which you never see in the film, by the way. Um, full working gun, full yeah. practical one... Hundred and forty pounds. That's, That's what's like that? Ten stone. Half. Ten stone. Jesus. Mental. Christ. Absolutely mental. Were you the fittest you've ever been? After yeah, six months? absolutely. But the, 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 there was a note from the director because the joke was in the script because it yeah. changed every day as these big the bigger yeah. film and why it changes. 
in the audition stuff, it was a lot more about him being fat and being bullied. Right. Or, you know, that was the joke. It was okay. less more that I had my arse out, which I do for other... <laughs> it, but that was sort of one of the jokes was he's, like, unfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're really getting to the dregs of humanity to <laughs> help, you know, like, right. all of the good soldiers are dead now. Okay. Uh, but the, so the director said, look, that basically we had boot camp for a month. Oh, my and God, for a whole I month. I think the only time... This is the only time a personal trainer's been told this. He was our personal trainer for yeah. the gang. He was told, look, get him fit, because he has to be fit to be able to carry it. But can you make sure he doesn't lose any weight off of his face? Because it's all going to be about his face. And the trainer just sort of went, I don't, this is not possible. Like, wow. I managed to, to, to not keep a fat face somehow. I, think that just, <laughs> I wasn't that fit. I could lift, though. I was like a yeah. power lifter for a few A months. month of boot camp, like all day, every day yeah. for a month? Yeah, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it's, that sounds a lot. It sounds cool. And yeah, like, what, what it, was really, it like? Really, it was a lot of, I still kept smoking and eating <laughs> what I wanted and... It wasn't that bad. Was it, it was a mostly, good bonding mostly, thing? It was. That was what it was good for. Right. Like me and the gang, the, the uh, J squad, we're all good friends from it. So that was really handy. Can you tell me this? And if you're only if you're happy to talk about it, yeah. you know Tom Cruise is a, is probably the biggest movie star in the world. Yes. How was day one meeting Tom Cruise and like did um, you shake hands? Hello, I'm Tony. Like was he friend? How did it work? Right. So they it was booked. We were all on. There was a lot of R&D on that. Lots of research development. Like the suits. Okay. I think there was a rumour that they'd come in. Someone had measured them in pounds and actually they'd come in at kilograms. All sorts of things. Right. Like it was hard. Like look, Charlotte Riley's five foot three and yeah. weighs like half what my suit weighs. So she's, <laughs> there were people that were going to struggle with this. Yeah. So he was doing a lot of that and off firing oozies and mm-hmm. practising. So there was, we were booked in a week from when we'd started to meet Tom, have a chat as a gang. And, right. and apparently, they were all thinks he's lovely, it's going to be great. But what, I think actually that would have been a lot of stress on that meeting. Yeah. So I think he quite cleverly, I don't know if he planned it this way, but we were all back after doing some gym in our little sort of changing room area. Yeah. He just came wandering through the corridor hmm. and caught us completely off guard and just said hello. Right. And he, I, I really, he knew uh, Kit Gurry, who's one of our gang, Australian. Yeah. So he met him very briefly once. And I'm so glad he had, because they had a chat. Right. And I got to look at Tom Cruise for about 10 minutes without yeah. having to talk to him. And it really, I did, because you saw him, it wasn't like his it's face shock, had isn't it? come yeah. off a cinema. I'd never been, I'd never ever get starstruck, really. Right. Like, I could appreciate yeah. someone's famous. And go, oh, that's, oh, I've got something to ask them. Or I'll get excited to meet someone. Yeah. That's the, I think the only time I've gone, oh, wait a minute, I don't know what. It's going to come out of my mouth now. <laughs> and luckily, I got to look at him for a bit and go, I thought, I've got to get used to looking at that. Yeah. It's nine mu- uh, six months. Fuck. So, um, Did you shake hands? or was Yeah, and then we all met, right. and it was brilliant, and he was lovely. Yeah. Um, really works hard. That's the thing. Yeah. I, learned uh, very quickly. He seems to be. I also think he's a sign of quality, as in, yeah. you know it's a good film if Tom Cruise is... I think so. Except I don't think for The Mummy, like, obviously, but... Yeah, but I don't think that's his fault, is no. it? I, I would imagine that he didn't... I've not seen The Mummy, but I would imagine he. it's probably one of the few films he has no control yeah, over. Yeah, I think it's the... And I think that shows. It's the only yeah. one of his that... Mission Impossible, all of those, they're his Yeah. Films. I think well, it really plays on his mind that he he's getting... He's charging a big fee to yeah, do them. Yeah, yeah. And I think he knows it all... A lot of it rests on his shoulders. You can see it sort of plays on his mind and he wants it to be good did you have like a laugh off set? yeah absolutely was he yeah. did you think you have a life outside of all this yeah or? definitely okay i mean he was um i didn't did i go out with him we went out to a few dinners 
Mm-hmm. Um, at sort of posh restaurants. But it was always very low-key. It would be a private room, obviously, because yeah. I think if he just wandered into yeah. eat or something, it would go down. It would be, right. it would be a riot. But, you know, it was he was in town. Right. And he was working very hard. Like, yeah. He was up at five and fi- finishing at midnight, however. So right. it wasn't like he was hitting the town every night. But there were a few nights where we all went out. And yeah. We had a wonderful time going out. And everything yeah. that Tom was invited to that he couldn't do, he gave us the invite. So we got to see some NFL stuff at Wembley and various other things. You know, all the clubs were open to us. That sounds great. It's like going to a different bit of London. I've lived in London forever. (laughs) But suddenly, I'm allowed to go in these places. (laughs) It was quite nice. But um, he was brilliant. And hanging out on set a lot. I mean, literally hanging out. Right. We were hung up in our suits. Oh, yeah. Couldn't go anywhere. (laughs) So what, you're just chatting, you're just shooting the shit? Hung up on an A-frame and just (sighs) chat. Yeah. My God. (laughs) That's mad. It was mad. For months. Actually. Yeah, and you get it's so weird how you get used to it. And you go home mm. or you tell someone what you've been doing that day and they go, That is fucking mental. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's alright. <laughs> been so stood up to my waist in freezing cold water in a robot suit. Yeah. All week. But it's just chilling with yeah, Tom Cruise. But Tom Cruise was there and he was doing it, so <laughs> I can't complain really. <laughs> so fascinating. And uh Job ends, never see him again? Um, or still in touch? There was a bit of it. I mean, if, I think if I reached out to him, he would yeah. reach back. He's got. I've got his He's email address. I've got an email address. <laughs> I didn't, never got his phone number. But he, yeah, exactly. He sent me one of his famous Christmas cakes. Oh, yeah, I didn't know My that. girlfriend is, we've moved since then, and she's sure mm-hmm. that he's still sending them to our old address, and some fucker is <laughs> nicking our Tom Cruise Christmas cake every year. Does he it's, make them? No, he doesn't make them. But he's renowned for sending Christmas cakes. Oh, really? people, everyone he's working with, all his friends, oh. every Christmas, that's what everyone gets. That's nice. Yeah, it was nice. Delicious I mean, he's cake. an unusual beast. I mean, he's been one of the most famous men in the world since yeah, he was yeah. basically a teenager. And sort of very high quality. I mean, it must yeah. be stressful. I, I think I imagine he worries about his legacy quite a bit. Yeah. But I think he does what he likes mostly now. Yeah. I think he likes doing Mission Impossible, so he just keeps I think making that's those. Clear, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what he likes to He's do. now making two in a row. So let's just yeah. keep making yeah. I don't even want to break. Yeah. It was interesting because Chris McQuarrie was the on set writer on mm. Edge of Tomorrow as well. So it was they were working out in oh, really? their breaks what they were going to do next. And I caught them talking about him being on the side of that plane. Oh, really? Because I suggested something. They said, I was trying to think of what stunt to do. Everything's mm. been done. And I said, well, Why don't you jump from space like that? Well, yes. not thinking like just thinking that would be a cool thing to see yeah and he went no someone's already done it and I and I really realised he'd thought about it and thought about doing it for real yeah and then discounted it not because it was too dangerous but because someone had already just done, done it oh, fucking hell you're working on a different level here that's it. what I was thinking I love it oh Tony <laughs> fuck you've got to do it all again no I've forgotten to tell you something what uh, I should have told you when he walked in. Oh, man, I'm an idiot. Uh, what a title plan. I think yeah. if you've got a cast of Tom Cruise, you get it now. Uh, uh, <laughs> fuck. I'll just say it. I'm just going to say it. Right. Um, <clears throat> Adam sat down. You've died. Oh, fuck. So. You've died. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. It's a dreadful thing to hear. Yeah. How did you die? Oh, Jesus. Probably on the toilet. Really? Yeah. I'd imagine. Just to be clear, this is your choice. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, how uh, on the toilet? I, like, how Listen, a lot of great people have died in the toilet. Yeah, but it's not, they've not died at their greatest moment on the toilet, have they? They've died... 
very much up there. Lowest ebb. <laughs> you might have been YouTubing some new I reckon material. I was probably getting really cross with some Twitter. Right. Uh, so your phone is in hand. <laughs> or like something to do with my bowels. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I think you, I, now I can't think of any dying any other way. How old were I? Not far that far. It's not that far. Not far off. Jesus. Do, okay, you, let's do, let's do you know what it was on Twitter? It was... Uh, it'd be, it'd be, let's say I die at 70. Okay. I can't even imagine what new fangled thing is going to annoy a 70-year-old man on Twitter. <laughs> on the toilet. Your wife's going, stop looking at your phone on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do you worry about death? Uh, I don't think about it at all. Really? Like, I, which I guess you would call denial. Uh, I think complete denial. Healthy denial, maybe? I suppose so. I don't, yeah, I don't... Seems to, seems to people who think about it all the time When it's brought up, stressed. it doesn't bother me. Right. But I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think about it a lot. Um, I think, like, we, we're doing Afterlife. Um, yeah, I was going to ask like, you. Loads, there's loads of thinking too. about death there. Yeah. And I imagine Ricky has to sit at home thinking about death loads. Because <laughs> that's what he's writing about. I don't yeah. think I could really... Do you talk about it on set? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, but we don't talk about death that much. You know, you work with Ricky. You don't yeah, really yeah. talk about anything about the job at hand. It's, it's not a lot of more about death what you've seen on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or some just stories about other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I want to die. I'm scared. I'm scared of death. Okay. But so you choose not to think, think about, about it. it very often. Okay. Yeah. If I really start thinking about it, I think I'll get a bit too worried. <laughs> and I hate myself. You, and you hate yourself? No, I'd hide myself. Oh, you away. hide yourself. I was on a bus today and people yeah. started coughing. And it's like instantly coronavirus yeah, pops yeah. to mind. Instantly. Which is the joke everyone does, not everyone? That's literally the only... The people can't do jokes anymore. They yeah. just say coronavirus. That's not a joke. <laughs> that makes make sense. Do you think there's more on the other side? Do you think there's afterlife? Oh, God, and I wish. Star of I hope so. But I don't think there is. You don't? No, but I hope there is. I mean, God, it would be good if it was. There was. Hmm. It really would be good, wouldn't it? I mean, it depends what's on the... What's, what's You mean there? if it's like... Uh, if could you're be a horrible. sinner or... Yeah. Could be horrible. Could be it, worse. Could, I think if there's, well, it could be, but then there'd be something else after that, I guess. So you just it's just like a series bit. of computer some of it's games. terrible now. I yeah. suppose if it is bad, you'd think there might be another. Yeah, let's say computer game level. Of, so you go up a level. Yeah, which or means down, it... or side, rug pull every now and again. Mm. But I don't think there is. I don't think there is. But I can't. I can't comprehend of there not being something else. Yeah. Either. So I think I'd, I'd love to be honest, and I'd love to. I'd love to have got to the point where I said it was nothing. Yeah. But I don't really want to believe that that's the case, I think, is the truth. But that's very interesting. Know. I never articulated it like you just said it. But the fact that you can't visualise that there's nothing, yeah. that you can't compute that, mm. maybe that's something. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. That's but interesting. God knows. Because I think every time you try and describe nothing, you're describing something. That's always the problem. Yeah. The, that's why it's, t- it's taken uh, much greater brains than mine <laughs> millennia to not work out what happens. Yeah. But I think it's that we... we It's the thing of... The thing in Solaris. Yeah. You know Solaris. Yeah, I haven't seen it for a long time. But so. the whole point of that film and book, he was trying to write a science fiction thing that was beyond human 
capacity and understanding. And so within it, there's an astronaut and he says, we think we're so brave because we've gone to space, yeah. but all we want to find are mirrors. Yeah. We just want to see things that are like us, that we'll understand. Yeah, no, yeah. This, this, that's why we always think, we well, guys may need oxygen, but there's, that's your brain going, because we need oxygen. Yeah. And the other side, when we talk about like heaven and stuff, it's often like, it'll be like this place, but nicer, and everyone's yeah, really yeah. nice and stuff. But our brain, I think that it's probably yeah, it's far like, beyond our... Yeah, we can't comprehend We it. have the words for it. See if you can comprehend this. Yeah. I, you know Waitrose do those books wrapped up, but it's a mystery book. I did not know that. So they I'm do those, and excited. I saw one. Well, I'm going to get one of those, and I'm going to, on for Facebook, say, anyone guesses it, like they win a five They win the book. The first guess was from Amanda Abingdon, actress. Mm-hmm. She guessed Solaris, and it was Solaris. You're joking. Yeah, and she promised she'd never even knew about these books. She hadn't got one herself or anything like that. I don't know what that proves. Fucking it proves that exactly what I just said is right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, my God. She wanted to see Solaris. Solaris manifested in my Wow. Package. Weird, that, isn't it? Yeah. But Do I think you- that's... Why I don't like Star Trek episodes when it's a sort of talking gas ball. Because it's like, I don't... That's it, it's the same... It's not quite the same thing, it's, but I don't... I can't comprehend of that. It's still got a voice that. in it. Oh, yeah, mean... it's still got a voice, but I can't comprehend of this thing that isn't... Right. And even then, like you say, yeah, it has to have a voice. Yeah. It can't just... Well, they have to show us that it's... Well, sometimes they're just hearing the voice, aren't they? Yeah. But I, I think that's why they don't... I don't really... I fast forward one of those. Skip to the next one. Do you think there's no magic... As in, listen, if you think about it, I don't know your past, but I'd say you've had a very exciting life. Certainly yeah. career-wise, you've had an interesting yeah. Yeah. trajectory and ended up in... You, you ended up hanging from an A-frame <coughs> with your legs wet with Tom Cruise for <laughs> yeah. six months. Do you ever think that, God, it's mad that this happened. It's, you know, fate or, yeah. or destiny or, yeah, or you just yeah, go random chaos. I, d- I think that. I don't believe it's true, though. I do. I think, oh, God, imagine if I hadn't done this or done mm. that. And then I think, well, that's just everything. He's like that. That's... Yeah. Because actually, you think, oh, this is mad. How's this happening? You go, well, I actually think about it. I've had a career that's literally built up to this moment. Yeah. Went to I this started off doing smaller parts <laughs> and I've got into a bigger part now. Yeah. And if you try long enough, even shit people sort of get a good job. <laughs> yeah. But no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, I literally, had, I've been, the job that I was going to do didn't happen Mm-hmm. And I think if it had, that might have scuppered the casting for yeah. that one. And But then again, that just happens all of the time. And sometimes you don't get the jobs as well. So right. I don't think I do believe in magic. Maybe I just look for it. I, I think it's it. comforting to... Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe it isn't. Maybe it's I can awesome. definitely believe in magic for a bit. Yeah. If I'm watching a film, say, about magic, I believe in magic <laughs> for that amount of time. And it's nice to. <laughs> for the full round time. I love horror stories, like ghost yeah. stories and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I sort of believe the devil's more real than heaven, God, because that's more, because yeah. I've seen, I like films about that sort of stuff yeah. too. Although none of them on my list now, I think about it. But um, Well, there is a heaven. Right. And it's a lot like we could imagine. Uh, I'm glad to me. I feel happy now. Yeah, it's a lot like here, but nicer. And everyone's obsessed with film. Right. That's all they talk about. Cord like it, then, is it? Why? <laughs> I mean, they talk about other things occasionally. <laughs> When, whenever you want a break. Yeah. And they want to know about your life, but only through film. The right. first thing they ask you, because they're very specific, is they want to know, what is the first film you remember seeing? Right. I can't remember. <laughs> but that's, that doesn't make sense, does it? So, I can... What's the first film you, you remember can remember seeing? remembering. Yeah. It's, it's three. I okay. think it's either 
it can't be <clears throat> First Blood. Wow. Because if it is, that means my parents, my parents would not very good. But I, I watched that film so many times. From, On video. From, from far too young. Yeah, taped. From, it may have been a pirate, but there's a lot of piracy on the estate I grew up in. I mean, like, loads of it. I've also got Robin Hood written down here. The Kevin Disney Gosling. Robin Hood. Oh, right, yeah, lovely. Because I think it might be a much in, a far more inferior cartoon, which is The Water Babies. I think that oh my God. might be... It definitely isn't the first film I ever saw, but that's the one that... I forgot about that. I can't think babies. much further back. Yeah. And it was... What is The my Water Babies? Right, so in my Please mind, yes. it's like... In my mind, it was yeah. that bit in um, Mary Poppins where they go and hang out with all the cartoon... In the water. Yeah, and uh, what would they do? Uh, all of the supercalifragilisticness, all of yeah. that going on. In my mind, it was that. Right. Actually, having rewatched it as an adult, it's live action. The kid goes in the water, then it's fully animated. Yes. And it's not the greatest yes, animation. that's it. It's actually not... Is it not an English... Uh, not an English... I've is it got, originally like... Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, the, the animation looks doesn't look British or American. It looks yeah, yeah. I think it's a, a maybe French. That got dubbed. Yeah, it's very it's very possible. But then again, I feel like some of the actors in it may be English. But I haven't seen it for a very long time. Yeah. But that was watched and watched and watched at my grandparents' house in. They live down the coast near Dorset, so right. we go down there. Where did that, you grow up? I, we were in Essex. And are you, um, you brothers and sisters? I've got a little sister, yeah. So we would watch... It would be perfect. Nice. How, how, what's the difference? Two years. Two, oh, nice. So, yeah, she's two years younger than me. So it would have been just right. Like She would yeah. have loved watching. She wouldn't have known what she was watching. But we both <laughs> First loved And we would go there. And there was loads to do. There was a big forest there yeah. by, and by the coast. But we... Genuinely, though, we would watch that and then watch First Blood, though. What like, mental. Know. And uh, the Blues Brothers. Oh, that's but that may have been a little bit later. But there's still stuff that have been taped off TV, and I don't think my parents knew that any of it, we shouldn't be watching it. It's very uh, confused. I love it. Yeah. But, so yeah, we were like singing Icocalorum to the Water Babies, and then the next thing would be watching to have to slowly sew his arm up <laughs> after he's fallen off a cliff. Did you, do you remember thinking, oh, I want to be in this stuff? Yeah, I wanted to be in the Water Babies, definitely. Yeah. I, the idea of going into the water and becoming a cartoon was mm. like, fascinating. Now I've watched it back, I think it is one of those things that my parents and my grandparents would have had to put up with, I think, because right. it wasn't, it's not, it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> I think in my, in my childhood, mine thought it was wonderful and amazing. That's nice. Yeah. I think Robin Hood, weirdly, is a bit similar to that. Robin is fucking Robin, brilliant. That it's up, brilliant, though. but it's short. It's super short. Yeah. Like, like they all are those early the earlier 70 minutes yeah yeah exactly. I think yeah um, Jungle Book's really short as well isn't it the original yeah you're looking at um, 80, 80 yeah yeah and they just sort of so I don't think they even that it might be 70 or something really they just sort of fly by and then Fox in a Hand you're looking at 64 minutes I yeah. think yeah too long 64 minutes too long in my I never <laughs> wasn't a fan of Fox in the Hand <laughs> I didn't like Lady and Tramp either no I loved ah. it I was a, had a kiss in it I used to oh, right. didn't Disgusting. like it because it was too little I like men sewing their arms up, but not and having flashbacks to Vietnam. And dog but kissing. no, two dogs kissing. No, <laughs> two dogs from the different sides of the tracks kissing. <laughs> I think um, it was the water babies, which is weird because I can't. It doesn't feel right, but I think that definitely is. I can't think back before that, unless it was it. my granddad, my other 
grandparents, they used mm. to watch an awful lot. He used to watch loads of musicals. Oh, really? So it might be something like um, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers or something like that. Yes. that those were always on. Yeah. Uh, the King and I and stuff like that. Have they? Yeah. King and I's a bit boring. Cool. Cool. King and I's a bit boring. But doesn't it have... Uh... You've got to be taught to hate in it. Is that King and I? Uh, Is that South Pacific? I think that might be South Pacific. Yeah. I don't know them so well. I mean, that wasn't my favourite film watching experience. I okay. wanted to watch all the musicals. King and I's got kissing in it. You must it's be got loads of kissing in it. Discuss seven by seven brothers. That's fourteen yeah. kisses. Those seven by seven brothers in Oklahoma are so weird when you watch them. Yeah. Oklahoma specifically, it's really there's not really proper sets and stuff. It's all sort of impressionistic and odd. Yeah. I'd never really known that. It's like they took the stage version and put it on just straight on the film it's very in the uh, cinemascope cinemascope yeah they had uh, yeah oklahoma has got a knife in a telescope hasn't it that's, that's how right. they're gonna kill him it's quite dark i don't I, I i can't watch them i just remind me of getting really angry and bored that <laughs> i'm not going out but you're not watching more violence yeah no, i'm not up. watching just rambo <laughs> what is the film that made you cry the most are you a crier no not at all not in like, life, not in film. No, never. But I, I, no, I get choked up with some films. So I basically, I guess that's crying. When did you last cry? But I suppress the. I don't even suppress <laughs> crying. It passes. I don't really cry at all. I think I maybe cry. It's probably a funeral. I did cry okay. at my granddad's funeral, and yeah, but I don't really cry at all because I'm quite you're happy-go-lucky. Because you're happy, or because you're emotionally repressed. <laughs> <laughs> emotionally repressed. Not a cry at all. But film that films that choked me. You know what? The one that really got me quite recently was Jojo Rabbit. I love that. Right film. at the end. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. But the end, like it was like tick all the boxes. It was two recently recently orphaned mm. children dancing in a basically the their situation's not gonna get much better quickly. It's pretty fun. They're dancing to David Bowie in German. I mean fucking hell. Yeah. I nearly cry I cry I was borderline crying when David Bowie died, weirdly, and I felt a bit yeah. mental. I went for a bike ride and listened to Bowie on really? Six Music and yeah. felt quite tearful and just thought, get a grip. What are you doing? I got obsessed People with Blackstar. Right, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I thought this is the best extraordinary dying album yeah. I've ever heard. I think it's the only one I've ever heard, Yeah, really. well, Yeah, I say that like I've I got mean, a long list. But there are, I mean, there are some that are sort of labelled that. There was the, um, but, yeah. the Johnny Cash album with Hurt and stuff on it. Everyone sort of uh, thinks of that as his sort of... Because some of the, vi- I don't think he was really thinking he was going to die. Yeah. I think like most people, you don't think you're going to die. And then it, to accept yeah. that, like David Bowie did, and then make a thing. It's so so that with fucking Nazis beautiful. and all of that all together was just yeah. yeah Black Star whack a couple of Nazis in it. Well, David Bowie Maybe wasn't, wasn't averse to a bit of that early yeah. on, was he? <laughs> uh, Jojo Rabbit, I'm putting next to Vice <clears throat> as two films that I'm like that's. Five star films. Why yeah, did they get such mixed Vice reviews? Just completely blew me away. I Vice didn't know. It's fucking amazing. I just sort of thought I would watch this. It would yeah. be all right. You know, it'd be one of those films that because they they've got a house style, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. What's that studio called? Uh, Gary Sanchez. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. Just extraordinary. It's just brilliant. couldn't look away. It was so good. Mm. Yeah, it's five star film. You're right. It is. A lot of people got very sniffy <laughs> about Jojo Rabbit. Though. I know. I don't really get didn't it. Get it. Absolutely. I couldn't. Baffling. I find it baffling. Both of those films, I'm like, they're obviously five-star films. What are you talking about? There's nothing... Even if you don't think Jojo Rabbit's a five-star film, how can you give it a one-star review or say it's shit? It's not possible. It's just, yeah. 
You're an idiot. You've gone in there with an agenda, I think. Or, I, think I don't so. know, just had a bad day? It does mm. happen. Everyone has a bad day. But. Yeah, but they shouldn't be allowed to write reviews. <laughs> Mental. I loved that film. Um, so so you, that was probably the one I most recently cried. I don't cry at films very often. At all, in fact. Mm. Can you cry acting? Uh, I have done. I struggle. Really struggle. Yeah. I find it a bit too silly. Because <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> And I know that's not what actors are supposed to say. Did you, like, do it or did you get a stick? Uh, I did, nearly did it. I sort of cried and then I got a stick to make yeah. it because they were going, it doesn't... Like, oh, I am crying. And they're going, no, it doesn't look right. And also I was opposite uh, an actress who was fucking brilliant. Who oh, was no. just crying. Like, literally turning it on uh, and off. I hate that. I couldn't do that. I w- She's been very kind. She's saying, I have a drink of water. And I got cut out of that thing anyway. Not because I couldn't cry. What was it? Uh, it was called, um, you know, those Philip Clay Dick things they did for Channel 4? Oh, Electric Dreams. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, and it was too long. I mean, it already went over. I think the actual thing was like an hour and 20. And they still, if they'd put me in it, it would have made it two, three hours long. So I wasn't that far. Were you told before it was on that you'd been cut? Mm, yes, I think they normally are. Yeah. Did they call you? Someone just emails your agent. It's not the first time. If you go for bigger, the bigger the thing, the more likely mm-hmm. that the British comedy act who's just been put in it is going to be cut out. <laughs> I, I expected, I wholly expected after six months to be cut out of Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. And there's like probably 10 hours more footage that you could have had of me. That, there's a whole plot in that with it where it went on. It was just me. And I was just yeah. on a soundstage on my own doing stuff thinking... This isn't going to be in the film. Why? They're wasting millions oh, here. Because wow. I'm like people want to see Tom Cruise yeah. in the blood, not me. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, what is a film that scared you the most? Do you like being scared? Do you get I scared? I love being scared. I do get scared. Okay. I really buy into it. You might be Don't Look Now, but I think that might also be the best film I've ever seen, and one of everything else. Yeah, I've got two posters uh, in my house. Yeah. One is don't look like proper yeah. from the time quad posters framed. Yeah, I've got don't look now, and I've got the Wicker Man. Wow, I don't think the Wicker Man bill. is the scary. It was a double bill. Yeah, I don't think Wicker Man is definitely not the scariest one we've ever seen, but it's probably one, also one of the best and most yeah. haunting films we've ever seen. Um, I think it is don't look now. Halloween and Blair Witch as well. They're up there. I um, no, you haven't listened to this podcast enough, and that's absolutely fine. But those <laughs> who have listened to it will know. I fucking bang on about Don't Look Now yeah, all the time. Brilliant. It's the greatest It's film. amazing. Tell it's me you... I won't talk about it because I've talked about it too much. You talk about it. <laughs> you, I've been wanting to tell me because I forget everything about films. <laughs> okay. It's... It's fucking amazing. I mean, it's amazing. There's nothing not scary about it. There's mm-hmm. Every sound, every everything yeah. is so well set up. I don't even know where to begin with it. When I went to I went to Venice with some friends and I kept getting drunk and just running around pretending I was in a red hood. Really? I, had, I brought a red hooded... A red hoodie with me on purpose. I wonder, were there, were there others? Did you see laser no, red hoodie? No, people? everyone was looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't think it's full of sort of cruise ship types oh, Venice okay. these days. But I was, and it is, like, what they've done is they've captured it. What's, yeah. There's something really eerie about Venice. In the way that there's eerie bits of the East End and different, yeah. uh, they, a good film about these things can capture it. it. They've captured, like, Venice's ghost somehow. Yeah. That fucking weird thing in Venice where nothing matches up. It is like being in, in a, a maze, a labyrinth. And yeah. then, but not even more so, you can just fall in the water any minute. And there's yeah. just, 
it's extraordinary that and film. it's sinking and, and it's a dying yeah, place it's mad it's, yeah. it's a mad place and then the thing if I was to say to you right here's the twist of my film <laughs> yeah. all along it wasn't <laughs> if you were to say to someone the twist of my film is it's you'd yeah. go this is not going to happen yeah but it is one of the best twists in any film ever yeah you're never going to guess that no and it's that thing of, well, this is, of course, brilliant. It's the M.R. James. It's like M.R. James in reverse. You think it's a cult. It's not. It's a But actually, no, there are two old women that can speak to dead people and see stuff and know yeah. he's going to die. And it's and he can see the future. There's yeah. so many layers. And actually, I think I watched it about four times before I realised he. it's him that's got he's second got, sight. Yeah. It took me a while to really get that. But he doesn't want to acknowledge it. He doesn't that, even know that's what it is. Yeah, he, he hasn't got a clue. But he won't accept his... The film is deep. I think the film is about, like, grief. And yeah. he can't... He's in denial about his yeah. feelings. And the fact that he has second sight is just a manifestation of the fact that he is not acknowledging... Yeah. His wife is. His wife is fully is on fully board. fully emotionally getting, dealing with it. And she's it. getting some therapy, even if it's too yeah, sort yeah. of clairvoyant ladies. But he's and, like, no, no, yeah. no. Everything's fine. Also, the noises he makes, just oh, in yeah. general, are quite odd. They're yeah. quite otherworldly. They're, I don't think that's on purpose. It's sort of weird. When he's hanging from the, uh, the, yeah, the cathedral yeah. and the noises he's making, and the, it's the use of close-ups and the odd angle. It's mm. an extraordinary film. God, I should go and watch it. Yeah. I always just want to go and watch it. <laughs> go over and watch it. Well, I think it's very closely followed by Blair Witch, but that's more how I watch that film than yeah, how than the film itself. Because mm-hmm. we watched it, as I said, I, I, the estate I grew up in, there was a lot of piracy. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually, like a lot of people, a friend of mine got a copy of it before it was out. And there was lots of rumours about this film. So yeah. it, was, it was about a year before it came out. Oh, great. So we watched... And oh, so it, it was probably like it was real. And we watched this shitty VHS of yeah. it in my mate's house. Best way to watch that. It I was think. fucking terrifying. And genuinely, to the point where we paused it, because we wanted to go for a fag, and we went out the back, and we wouldn't go on our own. So we all yeah. went en masse to have a cigarette. And the guy, when Glenn, who didn't smoke, came out anyway, because he didn't want to be left in there. <laughs> we were like, we were young. We were like yeah, 19 yeah. or 20 or something. But yeah... But actually, it's not got a patch on, don't it now? No. It, don't look now, is up there. But loads of that isn't scary either. I mean, it, 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 some mm. of it is... It's got some of the scariest scenes ever. Mm. I'm, I'm much more of a psychological... Yeah. I don't, slasher films... Halloween's brilliant, but I that's about that. how it's shot. Yeah. Omen gets to me. Yeah. Um, yeah Exorcist gets them. to me. Stuff where people have been tortured to death doesn't really get to me. It just makes me go, oh, that's horrible. No, yeah. It doesn't I make me scared. Completely so agree. I think if you're going to do things with knives and chainsaws, it's got to be a jump. Yeah. Jump scares and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big fan of M.R. James. I don't know if you can count those as well, but the Ghost Stories of Christmas, I guess they are films. Yeah. Is that Whistle When You. Whistle I'll Come films. To You is up there as well. Yeah. It's, I'll put that alongside. Because um, that's shot in a not dissimilar way to. Don't look now. Yeah. It's got an oddness, a sort of. It's not straight up <clears throat> horror film angles and stuff. It's yeah. you've done hugely well on this podcast. <laughs> you've said don't look now. That's the secret key. I didn't know that. I You're didn't in know the top you were... three. <laughs> top three guests. Uh,
Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. What is the film? that most people don't like. It's critically not acclaimed, but you're like, you're all idiots. This film's brilliant. I don't think it... It's tricky, this one, because I love it. Mm-hmm. But I, I can understand why people don't like it. It's Red Dawn. Oh, oh the Red original? Dawn. The original, Patrick yeah. Swayze? Yes. Yes. Patrick Swayze. The whole uh, gang, isn't it? It's Patrick Swayze and... What's his name? The um, kid. Uh, I mean, the rest of us is in it as well, I think. And yeah. um, Charlie Sheen's in it. And yeah. a couple of the other... Yeah. High school taken over by Russians? Whole country taken over by Russians. Okay. And a load of high schoolers hit the hill, get to the hills and fight back. Yeah. It's shit. <laughs> I, I have to admit, but I fucking love it. I think it's because of the time I watched it. Yeah. I watch a lot of... Um, I think that's okay. Yeah, I think so. But I, I can't... It's not. I don't... It's not shit. I won't admit that. Actually. It's a good film. Yeah. There's a lot going on in that film. Most people would just... I think it's got terrible ratings and yeah. Andy B and Rotten Tomato ratings, but some of the acting is a little bit uh, melodramatic and soapy, a bit. But I don't know. I'd never be able to... I, I will watch it now, happily. I like that. And there's... I, I, and I probably will now. Gonna have to watch Telling now tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's... But it, I can understand why it's... Gets bad reviews. Yeah. <laughs> the other one I think is Predator 2. Ah. I love Predator 2. I love Danny Glover. I love Danny Glover, but that, that gets him anything. That yeah. really does. Yeah. I, I would say, and this is the thing that most people, this is where people disagree with me, because most people go, oh yeah, Predator 2 is right. I think it's better than Predator 1. Go on. Because, I don't know, just when I saw it. <laughs> I was really into jungle because drum and bass as well yes. around that time, and loads of drum and bass sample Predator Two. They sample King Willie and all of that stuff, uh, and and the sound of the Predator was sampled quite a bit. So I think it might have all tied into that. It was at around what was it ninety four Predator? So it was being on pills a lot. Yeah, no, I'm, Predator I'm, I'm thinking I was, yeah, I was probably just sat in the back of someone's car, <laughs> desperately trying to work out where to get some pills in Essex. <laughs> But yeah, it's all tied in. We used to watch it a lot. I think anything you watch a lot. Red Dawn was those both those things I watched a lot as a young, right. as an impressionable younger teen. That's nice. Yeah. Okay, so what is a film that you did used to love, but you've watched recently and you've gone, oh no, I don't like this anymore. Now it's similar because those are people. <laughs> I mean, it's Phantom, Men- Phantom Menace because. Oh, you used to love it. Well, everyone actually used to love it. It's been proven. This has been proven by the internet. 
I loved it. Yeah. I was so fucking excited that I'd seen it. And I think I was clouded. My judgment was clouded. Because they released all of the original Star Wars films. Yes, in the build yeah. And I loved those as well. And they added loads of weird shit to them. I didn't care. I thought it was all brilliant. And I'll admit it, and now I don't. Yeah. This is the pointless question. <laughs> and built up to Phantom Menace, mm. and me and my friends went, date like, literally that morning. I think we went to Leicester Square to see it. And it actually, really like, we were going to a sort of little premiere. We weren't. And we all loved it. And I bet none of them will admit that now. <laughs> And if all of the reviews at the time, yeah. all good. Not one bad review. Try and find a paper that gave it a bad review. Empire, Total Film, all of them. Yeah. They all fucking loved Phantom Menace. God. And there has been a reappraisal. I think everyone believed the hype. Yeah. And actually... We all wanted to so much. Yeah. And then everyone watched it again, I think, and went, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and actually, it's not the worst of those... Three prequels. Which one's the worst? The middle Uh, one. I think it's the middle one where it's just about politics and it's the romance one. The love story one. It's awful. I just, it's not, it looks great and everything, but it's just boring. Mm. On and on it goes. So when people complain about the newer, the most new ones, they don't know what they're complaining about. Yeah, you don't know. You're (laughs) bored. Also, I think a lot of people that complain grew up with those as their Star Wars films. They they were young then. But I genuinely loved it yeah I've got like a little couple of toys at home that I sent off Pepsi to- I was a grown man sent off Pepsi tokens for I think you're right before I rewatched it and then rewatched the pod race still holds yeah, up yeah I, I think if you just turned down that kid it's the kid if you removed his lines like you did to that poor actor you, it would be the podcast the pod the podcast the pod race yeah is that's well shot it's like a it's know, a good race and the fight at the end. Yeah. Actually, I'm changing my mind. I love that film. It's the, no, forget Darling <laughs> now. Phantom Menace. What is the film that means the most to you? Hang on. We'll do it this way. What's the film you most relate to? I don't really... This is a tricky one. This is that one I found the hardest. Mm-hmm. I think it might... It might be This Is England. Wow. Purely... Mm-hmm. Because it, it, made, it gave me flashbacks. Really? To not... Remove the skinhead yeah. thing a bit, a bit. Remove it a bit, but it really did. I flashed back to my uncle was um, in that when that set is it eighty two, eighty four. My uncle would have been the age of a lot of the younger skinheads in that, and he was not a skinhead. He was a rude boy, and then a mod, and or a mod, and then. But I remember going in my nan and granddad's front room because mm. he, he he lived there still, and just seeing basically that gang all sat there and it gave me massive flashbacks wow. to that and then it was and also that I, I captured so well that thing of just knocking about on a council estate or mm. knocking around with mates when you've got no money nothing to do and when they all sat around the house just like eating pot noodles and drinking pints of tea and stuff like that yeah. all of that it's so it really resonated with me it really it, made, it reminded me of things I'd forgotten about and um, growing up yeah, I think that did. I think it really did. It was sort of... It's a brilliant film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see anyone really kick anyone's heading, but there was a lot of sort of chat of that sort of stuff. and mixing, oh, we discussed Mixing it. with the wrong crowd, I yeah. think, as well. That kind of thing of being... Because he's like... He's clearly just there. He's mm. not really part of the gang because he's too young. Yeah. But I remember knocking about with people and thinking, oh, I don't really feel like I'm part of this, but I'm sort of watching it happen on me. I am part of it. And yeah. then you find out that people have been... 
nicked or whatever and you go oh right and then there's a point where you may be part away from that I don't think they ever quite got to that with this England, but I think by the end the character Sean won't hang around with any of them because of yeah. what he's seen and I don't think there was anything that traumatic for me but it was definitely a vibe of I don't think I can hang around these people anymore That's you know because I think I've probably got I don't think they are going to go to say university or mm-hmm. you know there's choices and split paths um, yeah, I don't really know what I'm getting at. It just gave me a sort of overwhelming sense of nostalgia for something vague. Yeah, yeah, I fully understand. Yeah, just hanging around in people's shitty bedrooms and yeah, yeah. not having any money and just sort of getting up to no good. And yeah, it really res- it resonated with my childhood, not so much. I left all that behind. <laughs> I don't keep people's heads in anymore. Yeah. Um, what is the film that means the most to you? Not necessarily the film's any good. But the experience you had around seeing the film that will always oh, make yeah. it special to you. That's a, it's one of my that's my that's favourite questions. That's it's my favourite question. So once so it's Stop not a great saying film. That Pip took the piss out of me. <laughs> that is my favourite question. It's a brilliant. It's not um, definitely not my favourite film. It's, I don't think it's even that great a film. Good. But it's um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the one that came out in the the newest. Yeah, the one that came out in the noughties. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was just started seeing my girlfriend, who yeah. I'm still with now, wow. and having a baby. And oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. But this was very early days. We've barely been on dates. I don't think you'd even call them dates. So this is one of those. Yeah. First month of hanging out. And I said, should we go to the cinema? Because we used to hang around in sort of town. That's where we'd meet up. She came from South London, I came from East. And I booked tickets. The only thing that was on next was The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. But let's just see that. Booked the tickets and I accidentally booked them for like four hours time. Right. So we went and got absolutely shit faced. You know that wine bar just on Leicester Square? It's got the really sticky floor. I think it's been done up a bit now. What, all, it's, all by wine? No, or? no, it's like an actual underground wine bar. Oh, yeah. It's been there forever. Round the corner. Yeah. Around this little alley. It's quite the, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We went in there and drank about four bottles of wine. And then. Hang on, we, what, how long had you been together? Uh, we like really we? like we'd known each other on and off for a bit, but we hadn't really hung okay. out. This was very. Uh, this was like. Was this officially date. a date? Had you asked her out? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, yeah, sort of. It was we were knocking about. Okay, uh, and never kissed. Have you kissed? Ha- I think maybe we'd kiss. Okay, but this was definitely unsum. The relationship was uncemented. Right, right. You know, <laughs> it wasn't. Cool, you know, it? we'd been knocking about, and we were. We a, haven't cemented we were a this couple, yet. but there right. was no cementing. Okay, uh, we liked hanging around with each other. And we got shit, so shit-faced, and then just went in there and just laughed. And Alex, cry, Alex cries at, the opposite of me, Alex cries at every right. film. She uh, makes up for it. Um, and just, I think that we could just sort of do that, I think, made us go, we should probably just keep doing this, hang around with each other. Ah. It was wonderful. It was a really lovely time. Nothing to do with the film. But yeah, the film, yeah, that's so Sort nice. of booking and going to see that film was the catalyst to us sort of being a couple forever. That's fucking nice, yeah. man. Yeah. It's all right film as well, I think. Not... Do you think you ruined the film for people around you? Empty. Was I it? think it was literally like, I think it was its last week in oh, wow. Leicester Square. Oh, that is fun. It was, by that point, the 11.30pm screening. That is fun. I don't know why we didn't just go home, but like, <laughs> we, I didn't have lots of money then, so I probably, yeah. well, I paid for these tickets, we should go We're going to suffer through this. <laughs> Despite being full of red wine. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Hey, it was really wonderful lovely. night, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you can tell a lot 
about your relationship, how it goes, first time you go to cinema. Absolutely. Uh, and that's a film, you're going to love this even more, because the film we really bonded over and watched, the one of the first films, you know you put those films on, you mm. can sort of just fall asleep to. Yeah. Um, it was Don't Look Now. She oh loved it God. too. Yeah, both huge fans of that film. Marry her. And the other film that <laughs> cemented our relationship, yeah. I like using that, I'm going to use that term, I've never said cemented a relationship before, <laughs> was the film The Castle. Oh, fucking great film. Uh, amazing. Not the James Gandolfini film, the, the uh, Australian, Australian comedy. Airport one. Yeah, it's a mixture of horror and comedy. That's what kept us together. I love it. <laughs> uh, what is, speaking of which, what is the sexiest film you ever saw? Sexiest film I ever saw? I don't really, I find sexy films quite embarrassing. <laughs> I don't ever really find them sexy, I must admit. Nothing. So I've I mean, seen, it doesn't have to have been a sex scene. It might have been. I've like, I seriously, I think it might have I've been seen J Lo walking I've into a shop. Loads oh. of films that are supposed to be sexy. Yeah. I don't ever really. You know what? That's not true. And it goes. This is like uh, early sort of. Yeah. It would, might be American Wealth in London. Oh yes. I, I had a, that gave me a very long term crush on Jenny Agatha. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I think that might be a lot of people's. It's top three sex scenes. <laughs> I would have been quite young when I saw that as yeah. well. So I don't think I really knew what I was excited about. But yes, <laughs> that. Yeah. Imagine there's just loads of people with VHSs of that. It, it's all gone a bit it goes fuzzy wrong, it fuzzy goes. at that bit. When she goes, I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Love it. What is, uh, there is a subcategory. Yeah. Troubling boners, worrying why dance. What is the yeah. film you found arousing, but you weren't sure you should... I don't know, really. It's tricky. I don't... You don't get travelling bonus? No, I don't think I do. <laughs> Not since I was a teenager. <laughs> uh, and then there's no correlation to anything. Right. It's there quite often. I think I quite fancy Jessica Rabbit, but that's once again, like, it's such that's an obvious fucking choice. That's Hell not worrying, is it? But she is a cartoon. Yeah, but she's very fit. <laughs> I used to get so confused as to why she wasn't a rabbit. Was she a rabbit? Yeah. Before I realised she's just taken his name because they're married. Yes. Uh, uh, and his surname is his species. Was a rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Are is. all the rabbits surnames rabbit? They're all related, yeah. <laughs> they're, Doing it like rabbits. Yeah, exactly. Let me think about that. I've got to have a better answer than that. Mm. Don't know. Don't think so. I think when I was much younger, you, any... Uh, and your brain doesn't work probably that any sort of thing that was a bit sort of scary might have been confused with right, that sexy. as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm scared and I've got a boner. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a scary boner. <laughs> scary. But I don't genuinely, do you know what it is? Right. It's, I know this is supposed to be troubling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but you're not troubled. I'm Go not on. troubled. It's, if you filmed on a set, yeah, I can't imagine. Oh, I it's see. the only time it happens because I can really suspend my disbelief. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to a sex scene, I just genuinely think, "Oh, fucking poor cameraman and all of the crew that are there that day." Have no you one enjoys it. Only comedy ones. Still, there's sexy. one coming actually. Oh, really? I can't talk about in oh, Afterlife no. too. It's not. It's yeah. I, no, I don't want to talk about it though because because people don't see it. Oh, yeah, but okay. it's funny. It's only short, but it'll be funny. Was it embarrassing to do? Yeah. I was doing it with Ricky next to me, directing with Fuck Fox Lake. Now. It wasn't even really. Ricky was he was laughing? Too, he was embarrassed. He was. Oh, right. he, he's like he couldn't believe he'd written it. <laughs> uh, I've done a few of those, like in God, a sex scene with Ricky Gervais laughing next to you. At least it wasn't with hard. him. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. It was shot very. 
Oh, I feel like we're giving away a joke now. But... If we release this after our flights come out, we'll keep it in. Yeah, it comes good before one. We won't. Good one. Because it will definitely get talked about. Ricky. Yeah. I think I should hold on to this until yeah, our flights yeah. out. It's a good time Ricky gave it. away something massive about Series 1 in the press oh, screen. Really? Yeah. What did he say? Which uh, bit did he give away? It's a spoiler alert, but Series 1 yeah, has yeah. been on. Uh, he, he just said, uh, and all of the cast are going to be back for Series 2, apart from Tim Plester, who dies. And everyone went, <gasps> and he went, I don't know why I said that. And it was just oh that sort God. of brain yeah, went yeah, wrong. Yeah. He'd, had such, he'd had such a good reaction. Yeah. And he'd done a brilliant interview about it, and the crowd loved it at BAFTA, and then I think his brain just went. He sort of relaxed. Yeah. Like, okay, let's have a drink. Oh, and just sort of gave away a major plot point. Shit. Uh, <laughs> what is objectively the greatest film of all time? What's the, what do you mean by objectively? I mean, like, it might not be your favourite, but it's like the pinnacle of cinema. You go. I was Godfather then. Well, that's a bit boring, isn't it? But it is the Godfather. A lot of people say it is on this. I mm. I don't think it is. What do you think it is? Don't Look Now or Singing in the Rain. I think it might be Don't Look Now as well. But I think objectively it's yeah. Godfather. I think objectively it's Don't Look Now. <laughs> but they're very close in my estimations. Mm. I like, really like films... <laughs> Apparently, set in the seventies, they look quite brown. They're both quite <laughs> like brown seventies film. films. Yeah. Very different films. I think Godfather one and two. It's got everything hmm. in it. Does it have a little girl in the red hood running about? No. Thank you. It doesn't have that. But it's specific. It doesn't have loads of specific things. It doesn't have Superman in it. <laughs> Superman's a really good film. Yeah. Um, maybe Superman was the first film I ever saw. There you go. That's a, yeah, maybe. Um, I think it's Godfather. Yeah. Okay. It's brilliant. I could, all, by the way, every single one of these answers would change if you asked me tomorrow. Yeah. Depending on... I must have written down some other thoughts on this. I mean, Godfather is, I think, statistically the most said film for greatest film. Which makes me yeah. think there must be something in it. Yeah, it is really good. People, people <laughs> seem to really rate it. Despite, though, some of the acting... It's, it's all good. Yeah. All of the acting is some of the best acting you'll ever see. But you know they're acting, don't you? Right. When James Khan bites his fist, no one does that, really, do they? <laughs> That's sort of acting, that they're angry. I saw something on Twitter that, I think it was a while ago, but I haven't stopped thinking about it, where someone tweeted and I was like, fuck. Someone tweeted, maybe this is really cliche now, I don't know, but they said, has anyone in the history of all humanity ever, when really stressed... Gone to the run to the bathroom and splashed water on their face <laughs> and looked in the mirror and I was like, "My God, I've never done no, that. No true. one's ever done that." But it's that's the, so true. It's so universal in film. It's like, oh, you. I've, I've written good, that in scripts. There's some really good. Twitter is very good at. There are some good people. I can't think of his name, but there's an actor I think who's done a a, a run of the person that doesn't believe the. Genius. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I brilliant. I, I wish I could remember his name. Fuck but yeah, it's very it's good when people just spot a cliche and yeah. just nail it like that. Uh, what film is? I don't feel like, I thought we skipped over Godfather, but I imagine oh, we talked sorry. about Godfather. Yeah, go on. What's your hot take? It's good. <laughs> There's not a lot to say, is there? Everyone's everything that's been said about Godfather has been said. Unless you've got a. Oh yeah, your hot take is they look like they're acting. Sometimes, like yeah, but it's not even that you can see them. Them going fucking doing well here. I'm doing really good at this acting. <laughs> Marlon Brando's mental in that film as well. Like his performance it is, is mental that off its rocket. It must have been like, like you know that uh, Sexy Beast, which is another of my favourite films. Yeah, brilliant. That I, I think that everyone 
from what I understand, everyone, Ray Winston, the director, everyone, like day one of Ben Kingsley being there, they were worried. They were like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, what's that voice? Well, what's yeah, that thing? Yeah. And I imagine it's the same with Godfather. He turns up and says, I'm going to stick some shit in my yeah. cheeks and drool. And you're like, what? what? Can't you just do and that? I'm going to mumble. <laughs> yeah. Please just do this properly, Marvin. Because it's... And then it's brilliant, you know. But it often doesn't work, doesn't it? Like, yeah. just, I think Nicolas Cage has probably turned up with other things like that a few times. And That's they've so gone, true. fuck, what are we going to do? Yeah. And it's come out and everyone's gone, why didn't you stop him? Yeah. It's the same with accents as well. Mm. We're talking of, yeah, the Godfather, Pacino's, like, I was just, re- I showed my girlfriend for the first time ever, he's in that clip of him doing an English accent. In, is it called your local stig martyrist or something like that? Oh, it's extraordinary. He's, <laughs> it's Al Pacino doing a Cockney accent. Oh, wow. And it's, he can't do a Cockney accent. <laughs> and it's a play. And he's doing, that he sounds like Adam Buxton does when Adam Buxton does that an American trying to do a oh, right. accent thing. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. He's it's a long fucking it's a really long <laughs> monologue about a horse race he's been to. So there's oh there's slang in there and it's quite something. Wow. And he's got the same rhythms of Al Pacino. Yeah. So he's up and down like that, but he's done this uh, accent. I t- I got two to one on the horse. I'll tell you why. It's so bad. I'm going it's up amazing. the apples and the pears. <laughs> it, it's basically that. <laughs> Genuinely. Get um, me on the dark and the bone. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, at some point... Yes. Well, no one's going to tell Al Pacino he's no. not very good at doing acting. Because he he's, he's acting really well in the scene. Yeah. But he's... Oh, he's it's all wrong. <laughs> it's still Al Pacino, but... Yeah. Like Al Pacino's climbed inside a cockney bar. <laughs> it's so strange. So I went in and I shelled out 10 shillings on Hermosa of Selsden and the other dog, right? This fellow I went with said, there's yours. There's your dog, Hermosa of Selsden. So I looked at it. I swear to God, right? I looked back again. They lengthened to 14s. We get thrown out. They wouldn't let us back in. I thought, everyone has gone mad. I said, everyone has gone mad. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you think, why didn't someone fucking say? Because the, I reckon the person that would say would get sacked. Mm. But but it's true, I hadn't thought of it like that. They must have, on The Godfather and on Sex Abuse, they must have just gone, oh fuck. Shit themselves. Like, like Marlon Brown uh, he, he arrives on set, starts putting shit in his cheeks, yeah. and you're like, what are you, what, 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 what's happening? <laughs> someone what's happening? T- but no one tells Marlon Brando what to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what, is he fucking with us? You know, you know, they, like, my whole life is riding on this film coming out on that man. Like, yeah, I'm putting shit everywhere. Um, also, another film, that talking about Marlon Brando being batshit, yeah. another film that could go in the category of one that I used to love and don't have realised it yeah. is uh, The I Island of Dr. Moreau. Yes. I genuinely quite liked that when I first saw it. I might have been drunk. <laughs> but I remember watching it with some friends and going, CGI is a bit ropey, but... Story-wise. And, like, I quite enjoyed how mad yeah. Marlon Brando was in it. It's a spectacle, yeah, seeing all those people just sort of doing what the fuck they want in a film that's cost hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Watching it back since then, it's not good. No. But it's got that story around it now, so that's... Yeah, I'd like to see it. There's a documentary yeah. about the making of it, I think. It's brilliant. It's You've really seen good. it, have you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the director's good. never worked again? I don't think so. The director... But because he quit I, all of Hollywood? He gets sacked in, right. in the documentary. He got <sighs> sacked on that film. Jesus. Left. Yeah. It was banned from the set. 
So he dressed up as one of the animals and would sneak back onto set as an extra. It's a, that film. I, I can't remember what that film is called, but that is wow. really worth a watch. It's fucking brilliant. And you wow. think Marlon Brando should have been maybe pulled up on The Godfather? He's <laughs> mad. He did wow. not give a fuck at that point. It's so fascinating. Uh, what is the film uh, that has made you laugh the most? You're in comedy. What's the funniest? It's tricky that because mm. like, it's very hard to do a good comedy film. Yeah. Actually, all funny. Yeah, I think it might be. Um, uh, well, my, one of my favourite films of all time is Trading Places. Right, I fucking love Trading Places, but it doesn't make you laugh nonstop. I think it must be Spinal Tap. I think it's probably Spinal Tap. Yeah. I think for a while it was Life of Brian, though. Oh, you know great. what? Fuck it, I'm going to say Life of Brian. Right. Although I, uh, my rhythms go in and out of Python. Mm-hmm. I, some, I, I spend nice five it. years loving Python. Yeah. And then five years, I think, overdoing it. And at the moment, I'm not out of love with Python, but I'm not. I tried to watch uh, Holy Grail the other day. Yeah. Just because it's popped up on Netflix. And I only got about 10 minutes in, but I just thought. You have to really be in the mood for yeah. it. Because it's actually irritating. It's, it's the rhythms of it. It's people yeah. really annoying each other at all times. So you have to be in the mood for that. I fucking love Life of Brian. I still do. Life it's Brian's so amazing. clever. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's some brilliant jokes. You know, and also, Life of Brian, I think, is, is, the, is the masterpiece. Because yeah. what it also, it's deep. It's truly it's deep. It's extraordinary. And the ending is... Mm. I think what I don't like about Holy Grail is the, end, it, the ending annoys me because you go... Oh, well, then it was... All well, it's a, that's a proper Monty Python ending. That's, and it, uh, and yeah, that's, that's how it. their sketches end. Yeah. yeah, and the ending of Monty Python... Yeah, it, it sort uh, of wound me up because I was like, oh, I've invested in this, yeah, but you yeah. haven't. Whereas Life of Brian's like, that is a profound... It's a proper film. ...perfect ending Yeah, that's also fucking funny and yeah. beautiful. I love that film. Yeah. So actually, no, I'm going to swap it out. I'm going to make it Life of Brian. Great. Because it's funny as well. Yeah, it's it is. It's really fucking funny. Because the question being the one that's made me laugh the most, it's... There's some brilliant comedies out there that make you sort of smile and yeah. Uh, there's Airplane and, and there's those sorts of films that I laugh a minute. Yeah. But I think for having every... Because Life Run also has those sorts of jokes too. It has yeah. an Airplane joke. It has really deep jokes. It has jokes you might have to read up about after and too. <laughs> yeah. And it just has extraordinary visual jokes and mm. it has nudity jokes and it has... It's brilliant. It's yeah. brilliant. I mean, it's over... Think about it now. The joke of someone doing it at the Sermon on the Mount and just having a sketch. You know, that idea of it being 10 yeah. people back from that, it is fucking genius. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Okay, love for Brian. I, I I think I've said this before, but I, the only film I think there's... I don't think we've had a film in that vein that is like a sort of profound satire that's really, really funny and clever and actually mm. about something a deep... And the only film I think we've had since is Four Lions. I think yes. it's the closest we've had to a live event. Yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. In that that is, like, about something, and it's fucking funny. Yeah. It's profound, and it looks at a thing from yeah. a, a skew. Looks no, at you're it right. Skew, and also humanises it in a it, way that Life of Brian does. And also, it's got a... What Life of Brian does that a lot of the other Python films don't do is it has got a storyline running through it, and I think Four Lions does that. Yeah. Because both of them are weirdly collections of sketches yeah uh let's do it it's almost like a sketch show about the times around jesus christ yeah. a sketch show around islamic fundamentalist yeah. terrorists 
because it's loaded it, but it's tied together well, and it, it, and, it's and the performances are all brilliant as well. But it's helps. the same. I, I sometimes think it's like the same starting point of that Sermon on the Mount scene. Mm. The idea is the idea behind it is. Well, the reality is, if you were really far back, you probably couldn't hear it. Yeah, very yeah, well. That's yeah. the idea. It's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. And in the very beginning of Four Lines, it's, you know those hostage videos that you find very scary where yeah, someone's yeah, threatening you with right. a gun? Well, the reality is, they probably did a few takes. Yeah. And they're trying to look threat. You know, it's just yeah. taking sort of one step back from this mm. thing that we're frightened of and mm. going, well, what is it? It's this. It's, I never really thought... I love Four Lines as well. Yeah. It's brilliant. What... Is we don't like to be negative. We'll do it quick. What's the worst <laughs> film you ever saw? I've seen a lot of shit. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> I've got a couple of friends who yeah. will watch anything, and they have. I mean, the dregs, the stuff. It's weird, not quite Rambo films and sub sort of deliverance not quite Rambo's films. A good title. Yeah, I mean, literally, some of them. There was one that was called Rambo. It was <laughs> fucking amazing. But I think entry level, mm-hmm. actual just worst film, and it's been in the cinema, I think maybe that should yeah, that's count good... for something, is Parting Shots. Michael Winner? The Michael, Michael Winner's last film. Eric Heidel? No. Is Eric oh, Heidel? Chris Rear in it? Chris Rear is the lead. <laughs> this is, oh, so right. we're starting with that. Yeah. It's extraordinary. I yeah. watched it at the Basildon Multiplex, so the, the Odeon. He's an and assassin trying to kill his wife is, or something? What's the story? He's not, uh, it's a revenge film. Yeah. It's, it's Michael Winner film, so it's a revenge film. <laughs> they all Let's not get too hung up on the plot. Okay. Suffice to say, Michael Winner's got cancer of the stomach. Michael Winner? Not Michael Winner, sorry. Um, Chris Rea. Chris Rea right. has got Michael Winner of the stomach. <laughs> he's got cancer of the stomach. <laughs> he has been, I think, not, I think, like, treated like shit all of his life. He's by his ex-wife and friends mm-hmm. and by... Anyway, what is an excuse is for Chris Rear, Michael Winner is sending Chris Rear around to kill people that are the embodiment of things that he finds a bit annoying in real life. So he kills Ben Kingsley, who's a sort of arsy chef. Mm-hmm. It's it's so fucking bad. I can't even describe it. The cast amazing. Bob Hoskins, mm. Ben Kingsley, John Cleese. Roger Moore? There's someone, oh, maybe Roger Moore. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Christy Kendall. Right. I'm missing someone big. There's someone else as well. It'll come to me. But it's extraordinary. Genuinely, we watched it. There were three of us in the cinema. And I, about 20 minutes in, had to take a walk. A walk. I went for a little walk around the empty cinema. <laughs> just and had a little breathe. Because it it's extraordinarily bad. And it's like real entry level for bad Michael Winner. If yeah. you want to go down that. Because they've got something in them. Yeah. There's something. You get something out of them. I'm not sure what. The only it's... Do you know Michael Winner used to edit in camera? Did he? Because <laughs> yeah. he was lazy. I was thinking that, that he must have it's been... A bit laziness. Yeah. He great. would just sort of shoot one way, stop, turn it around, shoot that's that way. That's so Mad. funny. But that film is something else. It's extraordinary. And also... Is there any film Chris Rear has done? I don't think anyone would hope to do another one. He's not bad, but he's just Chris Rear. He's yeah. just got cancer and he's, he just spends the whole film... I, I, he, if they sort of forget he's got cancer quite often, right? And I think every now and again, Michael goes, Oh, we must remember, remind the audience. So he suddenly just goes, Oh, and holds his stomach. I just don't think it's how cancer works. You don't get told you've got cancer and then you, that the cancer yeah. comes on within a day. And it's, <laughs> and he spends a lot of leaning. 
He's always great. leaning. Macaron is a big one for shooting through um, people's legs, shooting like through people's legs and through like a crook in their arm. He's That's like, that's out, baby. It's extraordinary. <laughs> I urge everyone to watch. Yeah, you've heard it. It's so fucking you've bad. You've totally heard it. What's the film you could or have watched the most over and over again? And is it The Water Babies? Uh, it's not The Water Babies. It's been a few films over the years. I think the one that keeps coming back is Children of Men. Ah. Over and over. What a movie. Happily just pop that on. Not a fun impressed. film. Yeah. No. Hopeful ending. Yes. I think. But no. And it's getting a little bit more like what the world is like. Yeah. The more, it was a pop apocalyptic vision when it came out. It's now a little bit real. Mm. Um, but it's fucking brilliant though, isn't it? It is brilliant. And if it's, it's one of those films, it's like, if it's on, I just will, that's it. I'm stuck watching that. Mm. There's a few films like that. Although I wasn't a mega fan of them, I can watch The Dark Knight. Right. Is that the first of the three? Second. Uh, that was the first one. Uh, Batman Begins. Batman Begins. I, I can just sort of happily just watch that over and over again. That's interesting. But that oddly, that's not my favourite by yeah. far, but the Batman stuff. But it's the one you watch. Yeah, I absolutely love Children of Men. Yeah, I think it might be up there. It's not far off. Uh, it's not. It's nothing new. People know that, don't they? Well, people don't say it. They say The Godfather. So maybe yeah. you should have said Children. I, I said The Godfather, and I think maybe I could replace it. I could easily swap that out. Yeah. On, on if it was another day, if I. Well, why don't you try and be different from everyone else who's ever been on this fucking podcast and say children and men for great. Children and men. I might swap that out. Yeah. That. Maybe I'll take it to the coffin. Later. We'll see. No spoilers. Children and men. I've watched it a fucking thousand times. I love it. Um, so it's up there. The other films that would compete in terms of times watched. Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop. Nice. When I was a kid, I watched that. Yeah. Every day. I think every day. I'd go back to my friend Moema's house, who lived on the way home. Moema? That was his name, Moema. I've never met him again since. Oh. Are we friends? This is when I'm like seven. Right. A huge love of Eddie Murphy between us. Oh. And I would, on the way home, go to his house and we would spend probably 20 minutes re-watching the advert for Beverly Hills Cop 2, which was on the beginning of the video. <laughs> then watch about 10 minutes of Beverly Hills Cop and then I'd have to go home and go uh. for dinner. But I watched that film so many times. I could probably do the whole film. I do could probably quote it all. No, I'm not going to. So anyway, you have been absolutely wonder, wonder, wonderful guest. <laughs> I've had a glorious time. Thank you for having me. Um, I mean, genuinely, we don't know each other very well. I've had a lovely no, time. I've only met but a couple of times. I'll say this. When you uh, were 70 years old and you were sat on the toilet with your phone... Still using Twitter, and that's how we knew you were old, because the kids had moved on moved to on you to, yeah. now. You're still on Twitter, just fighting with other 70-year-olds. <laughs> and you were sat there, fighting with other 70-year-olds, and you've gone to do a shit, you're mid-shit, and you're furious, and your wife said, are you still on Twitter, on the toilet? Because <laughs> she's northern. And you go, you, no. And she says, I think you are. Come on, Al Pacino's on his tenders. <laughs> and you go, you go, oh, and you fucking send a tweet. Yeah. And you make your mouth like Bob Hoskins at the end of Long Good Friday. And you squeeze and your ass explodes I, at the same time that your brain oh, explodes. 
Fucking hell, yeah. way to go. I mean, I'm sort of glad the... Because br- I want to clear that up. I'm glad no, that no, bit, no. that's the way it went. And your poor wife comes because she hears it. I'm gone. And she goes, not again. I, you said that smell was the little boy. And you go, no, nah, well, you don't say anything to your dad. Anyway, she calls me up. She's got, she's got me on speed dial. Right. And, like, and I come over. And the Before the is, ambulance. Yeah, I'm there first. Oh, okay. She doesn't try and save me. Just... And you're... When your arse and brain explode at the same time, it created a vacuum with... Your cheeks around the toilet seat. Right. You've sealed it in. Right. And I've said, well, your wife said, I flushed it and all his insides came out. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so you're a fucking mess. Yeah, well, and I'm I've hollowed to, out. You're hollowed out, but all your bits are in the... In the I've had to unscrew the back pipes. Oh, this is sounding promising you. now. Right. Anyway, I get you into... A, I got, bought a coffin that was your size, but because of all the fucking shit and piss and pipes... <laughs> And stuff, right? There's now more of you than there was Shit, of you. Shit, pipes. Shit, piss, pipes. I've smashed them all into this <laughs> coffin. I've had to bash them in with a fucking sledgehammer, some of it. Anyway, it's ramoed. Right. There's very little room in Fuck. this coffin now. There's only enough room to slide one DVD into the side. And on the other side, it's movie night every night. And one night, it's your movie night. What film are you taking to show everyone on the other side? I'm going to take Trading Places. Wow. Because all the rest are great, but actually I want to watch Trading Places. <laughs> well, I reckon no one else supports Trading Places. What a twist. Yeah. I thought I, I could choose one that wasn't on the rest of the you list. You could choose I? whatever you want. Trading Places. You could also choose your own death and you still do <coughs> death on death. <toilet. laughs> uh, so I like anyway. a sucker for punishment. I like films that are problematic and not quite as funny as they could be. And terrible toilet deaths. Yeah. Am I taking trading places? Seems like you are. I think I'm taking trading places. I can't think of anything else I want to take. Then you're taking trading places. <laughs> if anything, we can all have a nice chat about what the end happens at the end. What does happen here? Sorry well, exactly. About beans. It's very hard to... Con- yeah. To, I can't follow it. about beans. Um, yeah, it's confusing. I think I know now know what happens, but... Hmm. Tony anyway, yes. is there anything you'd like to tell anyone to look out for? Um, or listen to or anything. Yes, I, Afterlife is on Netflix. Yes, uh, that's worth watching. Maybe even series two could be out. I soon. think when probably when we release this series Great. two will just be out. Give so that a watch. watch. That uh, also, uh, Gary Hadji is on Netflix worldwide. Oh yeah, I think he's on the iPlayer for another year. Big show. Absolutely worth watching, and not just because I'm in it. It's brilliant. Really, <laughs> mostly because you're in it. Mostly because I'm in it. Yeah, um, and I'm on Twitter. I'm at Tony Paulway on Twitter. So if you really want to know what I'm up to, probably should look there. Um, What's an absolute delight. Thank you for coming. Great fun. And have a lovely uh, death. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) So that was episode 94. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 15 minutes of chats with Tony. You'll find more videos over there and stuff. And I'm putting up lists. I told you that. Lists. <gasps> you lucky people. Who, uh, what? More lists? Yes, please. Also, go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and write about the film that means the most to you and why. If you have a look, some people have been doing that and the stories they write are so brilliant. I love it. Plus, it does help numbers. means more people can hear it. I can keep making it. More can keep drinking craft beer. And we could be happy forever and ever until we all die. Thank you so much to Tony Way for doing the show. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics. Lisa Lydon for the photography. 
Come and join me next week where I believe, if circumstances work out correctly, that my next guest will be the brilliant Dolly Alderton. In the meantime, have a lovely week and please be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my name, Maureen. Yeah, thank you.